nine rounds of golf for $90? Yep. The Minnesota Golf Passport is back and available now at garagelogic.com. As a golf passport card holder, you're entitled to nine 18 whole rounds of golf for just one low price of $90. Supplies are limited, so just go to garagelogic.com and type keyword passport. A $300 golf value for just 90 bucks. Now you got it. GarageLogic.com. Keyword passport. Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores, where they have every one of your gardening needs, including new Toro lawnmowers, brings you Garage Logic podcast number 618, May 12th, 2021. It was 90 degrees on this day on two occasions, 1900 and 1961. And it was as chilly as 28 degrees in 1946. The kids would not have been swimming in 1946, but the kids loved those 90-degree days to swim in a weed-free beach maintained by Aquaside. Aquaside has been keeping beaches free of weeds and muck and junk for more than 60 years. Their products are fast. They're easy to use. They're approved by the EPA and DNR. There is no need. There is no need to have a weedy swimming beach. Call Aquaside. They'll help identify your weed problem and make sure your place looks great all summer long. Call them at 1-800-328-9350 or go to Aquaside.com. And now, from the mayor's office, above the boathouse, on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production. Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the Newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your Flashlight King, Fireworks Commissioner, and Keeper of Common Sense, your Mayor, Joe Souchere. I, I, I don't know what I ever did to you, Matt. Sent me an email that's just heartbreaking. Oh. Uh-oh. The Ely and Babbitt Fire Departments were dispatched this afternoon to a garage fire in Ely, meaning yesterday. The fire was reported at 2.25 p.m. in the 200 block of West Chapman Street. Arriving Ely firefighters found a single garage fully involved in flames but were quickly able to knock down the blaze. The garage and an older MG car inside the structure were destroyed. Mm. Oh. oh, come on, Matt. What are you oh. doing to me? The cause was determined to be a mechanical problem with the car. Well, of course, oh. it's an MG. <laughs> no injuries were reported because the garage was determined to be structurally unsafe. It was demolished by the Ely Public Works Department. Other agencies assisting at the scene included Ely Police, St. Louis County Sheriff's Department, the U.S. Border Patrol, and the Ely Fire Department. Man, when they have a garage fire in Ely, they all show up, don't they? Oh, everybody arrives. Yeah. Man, that's oh, uh, nice. you know, Border Patrol was there. Don't don't email me stories of an MG burning up. Come on, that that almost calls for a prayer. Isn't the rule, Joe, with an MG? You got to let the, when you get home, let that thing cool off in the driveway, preferably far away from the house and the garage. Oh, open the hood and spray it down with cold water. And that guy should have followed rookie's advice that you gave him when he pulled the car into your driveway. What's that? When he was get, leaking gas and oil I said, all over. get it out of there. <laughs> get it out of there. Are we going to talk to Representative Keith Frankie? I'm going to call him right now. 
He is a Republican representative for District 54A. That's down St. Paul Parkway, uh, Cottage Grove, Southeastern Metro. And we intend to do a bit of follow-up on uh, what Patrick brought up the other day, and that's this very strong rumor going around that the casinos are uh, twisting the arms of legislators, uh, telling the legislators that they no longer wish to see uh, bars have electronic pull tabs. The casinos want that business. They think it's hurting theirs. And the, uh, the casinos, of course, and the, uh, the uh, uh, native people who run them are very powerful. And uh, <coughs> we have no idea what this is about, but we thought we'd take it up with a fellow who does. Mm-hmm. And are we ready? Yep, he's on the line. Hi, Keith. Hey, Joe, how you doing? Good. Is it Keith Frankie? Yep, Keith Frankie. You were elected in 2020. You're a Republican representative, District 54A. And could you help us understand what is taking place with this pull tab controversy, if in fact there is one? <laughs> well, let's see. There definitely <laughs> is one. Okay. Um, the, there was a bill introduced last minute after the deadlines that basically would according to their own um, fiscal note it eliminates all the current electronic pull tabs and then it gives them until 2022 to conform to the new guidelines but as of right now there is no current technology known in minnesota or outside of minnesota to um conform to that to the language in the bill so basically what it does is it eliminates all current e-pull tabs and the revenue that it's generated by those pull tabs who authored the bill the bill was authored by Representative Stevenson. I'm unfamiliar with him. Is he a DFLer? Yep, he's a DFLer. What 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 is driving this? The the wish by the casino or the belief by the casinos that the pandemic has cost them too much money, and so they want a piece of the action back by getting rid of the pull tabs. Well, I can't say that for sure, um, but. E-pull tabs has grown into a $1.3 billion a year industry Mother that provides God. for our charities across the state and our small business partners that they work with. Well, why would, Stevenson, why would Stevenson author such a bill? What, are you intention, is he intentionally trying to diminish the, uh, the, the money these charities would be, would be receiving? Oh, it, it would definitely diminish i mean talking to some of the vendors they have said that you know between the approval process the the vetting process the design process the programming process i mean to get a new game is anywhere from you know 18 months to two years sometimes to get it through the gambling control board for approval so that puts us past that deadline and then 
you got to understand they've already invested millions and millions of dollars into building out this infrastructure. Is it worth it to them? And then potentially, you know, well, most definitely make less money. Who's them? Who's they? Who's they? The people who make the games. Okay. Okay. And provide the service to the charities and the small businesses. And this is just an electronic, right? This has nothing to do <laughs> right. with... it's an iPad. That's what it is. They're iPads. And this wouldn't affect, I'm assuming they're still out there, the regular paper or cardboard pull tabs. Do they yep, still they exist? still have cardboard and pull tabs. Okay. Regular pull tabs. No, I mean, I'm looking at the fiscal note right here. And, uh, I mean, it says right in here, the local fiscal impact. Um, there'd be a impact to local taxes, impact to the state taxes. And then on top of that, the distributors would lose an estimated $12.6 million annually. Those are the people who make the games. The local bars and restaurants that sell them would lose an estimated $29.25 million annually. Um, local wages for those who conduct the games, you know, the, People who work behind the booth or behind the bar or whatever selling this stuff for the charities is estimated to be a $35.75 million loss annually. And then the money, the available funds for lawful charitable purposes. So the money that goes right back into every community from right. your VFWs, the organizations that run these, the Legion Halls, the Lions Clubs, the athletic associations for the kids. Um, there's disability services that use these as a revenue stream. There's um, climb theater. There's um, all different types. Uh, Humane Society is another one that uses this for a renting uh, funding stream. Um, Thirty-three million dollars annually will did not you be mention, going back into our communities. How much did you mention, or do we know how much money the casinos say they are losing? As a result of these, do we know that no. figure? No, we don't. We haven't heard too much about that. I mean, I guess that would mean they would have to open up their books. Is it, does this presume that the casinos intend to get into the electronic pull tab business, or they just don't want it on the on the landscape? I think they just don't want it on the landscape. You know, nobody had anything to say back when. And um, these were initially, you know, and I've had them. I, I own a small bar, and I have had them almost since the beginning, I believe. And people had to warm up to them, you know what I mean? Like any technology, especially right. older people, you mm-hmm. know, the Plus. demographics that go to the American Legion's VFWs, um, the types of places that have these, it takes a while to warm up to technology and to understand how it works or to feel safe or secure in spending your money on them. And, but back when, for the first few years, when it was barely making the bond payment or wasn't making the bond payment on the um, stadium, you know, the Viking Stadium, mm-hmm. everybody was making fun of them and whatever. Well, now that it's grown to $1.3 to $1.7 billion, well, now somebody's got a problem with it, you know? Yeah. When, when will this be voted on will it be voted on of course it must be voted well, on. It's vote, it was voted on in the house in the commerce um omnibus bill i right. tried to have it pulled out 
I offered an amendment and lost. So now it went to conference committee. All right. Now in the Senate, some senators are saying, well, we didn't have to vote on it. We didn't hear it in the Senate. Well, if anybody knows anything about process, you only need a bill to make it into the conference committee on one side. As long as there's a partner bill on the other side, it doesn't had to have been heard. Um, it can come back and then potentially become law. So if this doesn't get killed and brought back for a serious discussion, because remember, like I said, this was introduced after deadlines. It had one hearing, and then the next day it was amended into the omnibus bill, and then a couple days later brought to the floor. I mean, last week I was still hearing from charities and businesses that were like, they didn't know anything about this. And they're like, are you kidding me? This provides so much and for the community. And then on top of the taxes, we're losing the direct taxation of it. You know, there's supplemental taxation that it helps with. Like in my area, my Cottage Grove Athletic Association partners with the city to help redo ball fields, to buy equipment. You know, if that funding stream goes away, then that burden's going to fall onto the taxpayer. Well, know, because there's not going to be that supplemental income to partner with the cities. You know, it's things like that. There's other areas where, like my American Legion here in St. Paul Park, they take their funds and not only help their veterans, but then they also distribute their funds to the local food shelf or to Stone Soup Thrift Shop, which is another place that helps underprivileged people in our area. You know, so the money trickles right out into the communities, and this is statewide. I mean, it's from the Angle Inlet all the way down to Harmony. You know, these are there's over 400-plus charities and over 1,400 impacted small business partners. Okay, two things. Why is anything allowed to be introduced after the deadline? That's one problem. Why, right. why does that happen? You know, they say nothing's dead until we sign and die. Things can get amended into places. You know, things happen up there. It all depends upon who's in control and what they let happen because it's all about the vote totals. Well, and second point, uh, it sounds to me like this is approaching the level of an outrage. No, I was outraged when I heard about it, and I think the community people and the charities, I mean, it's, I don't understand, I guess I don't understand why there's not more outrage. But people are busy. You know, we're all living our lives. We're working hard. We're trying to make it by. You know, the people in the bar and restaurant industry are struggling. They can't find help. There's still limited capacity. You know, they're struggling. They don't have time to go up to the Capitol. I mean, I know there's been a lot of phone calls made and emails sent across the legislature, both Senate and House. But, you know, everybody gets caught up. And then when the word is stifled, when the message can't get out because things happen so fast, and the news media is covering other things. I mean, we really have been fighting to get the word out as hard as we can. I haven't read on one word about this. I haven't read one word about this. And so this is I, why I, we're I outraged. A couple of times. Yeah. Uh, but and this is this is why the general article. But it's like, honestly, when you talk about the impact we're going to have across the state. To all these multiple organizations. And I also point out to people that these organizations that, for the most point, are self-sustaining, 
they don't come to the capital or to the cities or to the counties for help, for assistance. These are self-sustaining organizations that put the extra resources right back into the communities or into the, you know, whatever service they offer. You know, one of them is um, the Aliveness Project. They use it for funding, and they use it to battle the spread of HIV and AIDS. I mean, some of these are, it's all over the board, the different types of organizations that use this as a funding stream. The process by which go ahead, Kenny. This, go ahead. The process by what, why the way this happened. I mean, this could be about anything, uh, not just pull tabs. This is why we hate politician and uh, politicians and what goes on in the Capitol. This seems extremely nefarious. But I do have a couple of specific questions. Um, it, it sounds like the electronic pull tabs now have uh, far exceeded the paper pull tabs, and they're earning much more money. Is that true? No, I not yet. Okay. Um, I think it's still the paper pull tabs are on top a little bit. Okay. I, mean, I don't know the specific numbers, but I heard somebody quote the other day that charitable gambling altogether is close to $4 billion a year. Now, I can't say that I know that 100%, but I remember hearing that number. So okay. it's probably still closer to a you know two-to-one ratio. Okay. And then my second question is, what's preventing the casinos from running these pull, this electronic pull tabs? Is there some sort of law in place where they cannot have pull tabs? Why don't they just no, join my in? My understanding is some of the casinos have electronic pull tabs and along with paper pull tabs. You know, I've seen years ago, and I've seen advertisements for paper pull tabs at casinos. And well, then this is a non-issue. They, they should just have these pull tabs or shut up. Yeah. Right. My whole thing is these are not, and I was not there at the beginning of, you know, everybody talks about um, the agreement that was reached. Well, my pushback on that is, yes, there was an agreement reached. This bill originally, when it was shopped around in 2012, actually started a couple of years prior as a way for charities to increase revenue because of the huge taxation on their income from charitable gambling. So then when some politicians decided, hey, we need a way to pay for this stadium, let's use right. this bill. Yeah. And we can point to it as this is going to pay for the stadium. It won't come out of your tax dollars. Right. So everything was well and good. And we made, and I would refute and say that we promised these charities and businesses that this was a way for you to generate extra income while helping to pay for this stadium. And now that the stadium is getting close to being paid off potentially and things like that, then we talk about taking this away. Well, it's been almost 10 years and this has been built into the system, into everybody's system, the charities, the small business partners, everybody. And now we're going to take that away, you know, from the people who actually did the work to earn the money to help pay for the stadium and put extra money into the special revenue fund that is just sitting there. Keith, what's next? What's next? Well, it's in conference committee and we need it not to come back. And whether, and I've said, if this is the will of the legislature and the politicians and the governor, to make this happen, 
well, then we need to have an honest and open discussion, and we need to figure out how to keep these charities and businesses whole. Right. Because it's this has just been so unfair the way, once again, like you guys said, the process. Yep. So well, then, I, what do we you, do? Shady. Well, I, because there has been, and I asked it on the floor, I said, is there, you know, any, um, I asked the chair of the tax committee, along with this bill, is there any potential major tax cuts for these businesses and these charities that would reflect what this legislation is going to bring? Nope. You know, is there any discussion for allowing for a, a different revenue stream to help make up for this difference? Nope. You know, so there was nothing. So it, this was reckless in my view. We'll hang on to your number and stay in touch. I, I hope I hope it doesn't get out of the conference committee. It sounds like an outrage to me. No, it is. I just sometimes I'm kind of beside myself on yeah. how something that impacts the entire state the way this does, why it did not get a better process. Exactly. What is actually going to happen? Right. You yeah. know, and I'll also point to that. The administrative law judge has ruled that these are not slot machines. So when they want to say that, you know, these are, there's already been a ruling. The yeah. administrative law judge upheld the gambling control board's decisions. So what do we do? Representative Keith Frankie, uh, District 54A down St. Paul Park. We'll, we'll stay in touch with you, sir. All right. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you for the conversation. Thank you. And you guys have a good day. All right. You too. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Take care. This is a it's big. Old. This is a big deal. You know what? I'll be right back. I've got to go take a shower. That just grosses me. It's just gross. <laughs> I did this not. This is amazing. The revenue so that that's slimy. generating. Wow. I did not realize it was in the billions. Yep. I didn't either. No, I didn't either. Doesn't it bother you the process by which this happens? Yeah. That, well, especially really. <laughs> After the deadline, and I said, why does that happen? He said, you know, things happen up here. Things Depends happen. who's in no. control. God, it's just amazing. And you wonder why we hate you. Well, I know why you hate me. <laughs> yeah, I don't that, mean that. you dummies. <laughs> it's, like it's yet dummies. another reason. It's yet another reason to flee, to get yes. up into to nature, uh, to get to the quietude of Giant's Ridge. And take a break from this B as in B, S as in S, Giants Ridge with the two greatest public courses in the in the state and two of the best in the country, the Legend and the Quarry. Uh, they're both open now. Uh, the weather is warming. It's just it's just a wonderful opportunity to get up there and take advantage of the woods and the lakes and the greenery and just amazing. Uh, there's a 37-hole special. Play the Legend and the Quarry. 36 holes of Minnesota's best golf, plus lunch between rounds. you got to play this on the same day. For one incredible rate, $160 plus tax on weekdays and $175 plus tax on weekends. You want to put together a group and have your own tournament? Giants Ridge will help you do that. They'll uh, set up your tournament and make it just fun. You can stay up there. There's dining up there. It's fantastic. And check out the uh, flyovers of the courses at uh, giantsridge.com. That's where you can also make a, a tea time. 
Uh, or you can call them at 218-865-8030. But view the 3D course flyovers at GiantsRidge.com. Better than a good day at work. So by my standards, that means a bad day fishing with a good cigar is probably the best day ever. And the best way to make that great bad day fishing is to get that great cigar from Sodi's. Whew, that was a long way, wasn't it? <laughs> when when you roll into Sodi's to buy your cigars, you'll find out it's a great experience, a great shop with a huge humidor stocked with a wide variety of cigars, a wonderful smoking lounge, uh, all separated from the purchasing area. And it has a state-of-the-art ventilation system in, so you can go in, smoke your cigar, walk out, and not carry that smell home with you. The only thing missing here is a fishing pond or a creek. Uh, the guys at Sodi's, they have the knowledge to pick out exactly what's right for you. Cigars, that is, not crawlers or minnows. Uh, but if you're an old cigar pro, in that case, look into joining the Sodi's Club. That's a special membership. You receive a personal cigar locker there in the store and a 15% discount on all merchandise. They're located right off Highway 36, south side of 36 on Osgood and Stillwater. It's the last light right before you head over the new bridge. Hang a right on Osgood. You'll see Sodi's Cigar and Pipe immediately on your right. You'll also find them at Sodi'sCigars.com. And when you roll in there, tell them that the uh, crew at Garage Logic Podcast sent you. Hey, become a part of the Chill Boys family like the entire Garage Logic staff and also so many of you GLers right now that have made your purchase for maybe for yourself or for somebody else. It doesn't matter because they are the hands down most comfortable underwear you will ever own. I promise you. They have a wide variety. It's performance boxers, bamboo boxers, bamboo boxer briefs. It Just check out their website right now chillboys.com there you can place your order for the comfortable boxers or maybe you want a couple of cool t-shirts sunglasses whatever you want go online right now here's the coolest part if you have an order over 40 dollars, it ships fast and free in the united states yeah anywhere they're a local minnesota company and they are so happy to be part of the garage logic family they also have a really cool number of sale items that are going on right now so do like we did become a part of the Chill Boys family, whether you want the performance, the bamboo, it doesn't matter. You're going to really be happy with your purchase at Chill Boys Brand on Twitter. And now a man who's on more than he's off, Joe Suchere. So Richard is a GLer listening in Arizona. He knows the value of a can of seafoam. Here's his letter. Hi, Kenny. I'm a former Minnesotan now living in Cave Creek, Arizona, and Arizona is the land of bad gas. I started a side hustle of buying, fixing, and reselling older motor scooters like Vespas, Hondas, and my favorite Yamahas. There's also a ton of non-running Chinese scooters, too. Most of the scooters I buy, they've been sitting for over a year with old foul-smelling gas still in the tank and about a and without a doubt, the carb is always dirty. After hearing your spot for sea foam, I decided to give it a try. Wow, it works better than advertised. About three quarters of the scooters now get clean gas with sea foam and a shot of starting fluid, and away they go. Saves me time and money not cleaning and replacing those carbs. Thanks for the tip. You guys, you can actually base a business around a can of sea foam. And thankfully, it's just as available as all this bad gas we use. Truly an amazing product in a world of bad gas, Seafoam. Uh, Jewel Jones update. Jewel Jones is the Michigan legislator. Oh. 
who we keep wondering, uh, will he escape any punishment from his uh, Democratic caucus? Uh, he has uh, suffered this indignity. He's no longer able to serve as a volunteer police officer with the Inkster, Michigan police. What? So I'm sure uh, uh, Tim Werner notes the people of Michigan are feeling much less safe knowing that Officer Jewel Jones is no longer patrolling the streets. Apparently he had a he was doing a volunteer gig with the Inkster Auxiliary Police, uh, but they, uh, they gave him the boot following his drunk driving arrest. So that's today's... Jewel Jones update. Joe, how can anybody who is that involved in policing behave the way he did? Isn't that amazing? How does that work? Well, (laughs) uh, you get a little taste of the salon and you're living life on a different rail than the rest of us. And then reality hit him in the mug when the cops stopped him. And what was his reaction? His reaction was a guy who lives on a different rail than the rest of us. Call the governor. Call the head of the Joe state patrol. No, that's yeah. not who we. Uh, that's not what we're going to do, pal. Well, but he makes y'all's budget. Uh-huh. <laughs> After two decades of false starts and lengthy delays, Massachusetts is poised to get the nation's first large-scale offshore wind farm, with the approval Tuesday by the Biden administration of a massive energy project in federal waters, 15 miles south of Martha's Vineyard. Oh, there's only one thing I hope. I hope Obama can see it from his new house. (laughs) The decision is an important milestone for the Biden administration's effort to battle climate change. Battle. We're battling. It's a war. We're battling. Yes. John Kerry told us that. Right. By moving the nation's energy policy away from fossil fuels and toward renewable sources, it's also validation of a push for wind power that started in Massachusetts some 20 years ago with the Cape Wind Project that was proposed for waters in Nantucket Sound and eventually collapsed in the face of stiff opposition, thus the term windmilling. Where did the stiff opposition come from most principally? The Kennedy Kennedy family, wasn't it? The Kennedy family, who were strong advocates of alternative sources of energy, but suddenly became opposed (laughs) to the wind farm when they realized that during a clam bake, they might actually see one of the damn things. (laughs) That's windmilling. It's okay to put 80,000 of those things all over the Midwest where they never go. Windmilling. Fly over, yeah. Uh, usually has to do with an environmental uh, dynamic. For example, another case of early case of windmilling was public transportation had no greater cheerleader than Minnesota Public Radio until Minnesota Public Radio <laughs> learned that the Green Line would go by their station and they feared disruptions of their radio shows. So they had to spend extra amounts of money to put the to put the intersection in front of Minnesota Public Radio on shock absorbers, essentially. So that when the train came along, you wouldn't be uh, 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 interfering with some Bulgarian poet in there doing a reading. Meanwhile, (laughs) Meanwhile, the Green Line runs, what, 15 feet from this door right over here? Right. Right by her building. Right. Yeah, but we're blue-collar uh, yeah. broadcasters. Well, that just shows you the difference of the... Yeah. The Vineyard Wind Project, approved Tuesday, would generate up to 800 megawatts of electricity from 62 giant turbines, enough to power at least 400,000 homes. Construction is expected to begin before the end of the year once the developers have secured financing for the nearly $3 billion project. The hope is to be generating electricity from a portion of the project by late 2023, with construction ending the following year. 
It's not just the approval of a project, but it's the birth of an industry, said Dennis Ariola, chief executive of Avangrid, an energy company that is developing vineyard wind in a partnership with Copenhagen Infrastructure Partners. The vineyard wind turbines manufactured by General Electric would be massive, some of them 800 feet tall, and would send electricity along underwater cables to the regional power grid near Hyannis, while Boston-based GE will manufacture the major components in Europe. As many as 2,000 workers will be employed locally during the construction of the project, and dozens will work in operations and maintenance after the wind farm is complete. Jordy notes the combination of moisture, oxygen, and salt, especially sodium chloride, damages metal worse than rust. This combination corrodes or eats away at the metal, weakening it and causing it to fall apart. Salt water corrodes metal five times faster than fresh water does, and the salty, humid ocean air causes metal to corrode ten times faster than air with normal humidity. Bacteria in ocean air also consumes iron, and their excretions turn to rust. Have any of these things ever lived up to their billing as to how much energy they actually produce? Uh, let me say that for a $3 billion project, you have to hope that the technology behind this is taking the preservation of the metal uh, windmills into consideration. They're not just going to go out there with standard pressed steel. They've got to have some kind of coating or something that will withstand exactly what Jordy's mentioning here the salt and the rust and the sodium chloride. Uh, if they don't take care of that, this, was, this would be just additional folly. It seems to me that that will be reconciled. But there is a good yeah. there is a good history of the term windmilling. A good history. Mm-hmm. In fact, yeah. uh, I can't get the thought off my head now after I mentioned the light rail station. You, you recall when they were constructing that um, when GL was still on in the afternoon, mm-hmm. and we would lose power at least three times a week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Joe would always say, "Yeah, well, it's about that time." <laughs> well, the train would come by and everything would go dark. <laughs> That's all been fixed, though. Right. Yeah, we haven't had any issues since then. <clears throat> There's a, a piece that uh, Kenny referred me to. I had previously read it. It's in the Atlantic. It's how uh, the progressive left does not want to let go of wearing masks and social distancing. They refuse they, to give up the fight? They really are eating this up. And now I was reading today, some people say they want to continue wearing a face mask even when they're no longer required. According to The Guardian, a British tabloid, many people, especially women, say wearing a mask makes them feel invisible in public and they feel protected from unwelcome attention. Some retail workers told The Guardian that wearing a mask means they don't have to smile at people even even when they don't feel like it. And people who suffer anxiety about their appearance say wearing a mask has given them more confidence to be out in public. The Atlantic piece goes into this in far more detail, and that is that uh, the progressives, the Mysterians, uh, somehow are so embracing of this uh, because they believe it's protecting them that they don't want to give up the mask and the social distancing. They've grown so accustomed to it that they feel this is the way we should live. But you got to remember, Mysterians don't like people. Mm-hmm. They don't like people, so it's perfectly natural for a Mysterian uh, to fall into this realm of false protection. 
they believe they're they're essentially uh, islands all alone now, and they don't have to worry about other people. Well, it's because Mysterians don't like people. And the other thing I don't think that we're recognizing enough is what we're doing to kids. Um, I don't know if you guys agree with that or not, but like, for instance, last night we had baseball practice for my nine-year-old, and he got all masked up. I said, buddy, what are you doing? He said, well, I'm going to be around people. I said, we're going to be outside. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's just become, you know, what do you call it? Uh, Second nature. Secondhand nature. Thank you. Jackassery. That's what I think, Kenny. And then, of course, I get the riot act from the bride. But I thought, what are we doing here? We're, we're practicing baseball outside. Why do you, Why does he have to wear a mask? Well, well you know, you, the problem I have is I don't care what you wear, a welding mask, a face mask. I couldn't care less. But stop shoving your BS science crap down my throat. Wearing a mask outside does absolutely nothing. Nothing. And quit giving me that stink eye. Quit forcing your point of view on the rest of us. If you want to wear a mask for the rest of your life, have at it. Go for it. It's but become stu- completely uh, natural, too, for uh, people out for walks to across the street to avoid passing you on the same side. Oh, yeah. It's just, well, again, it's I don't have a, nature. I, I don't have a problem with that either because, as you know, I, I'm not a big fan of well, other people. people. Um, yeah, <laughs> you're a mysterian. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm not a mysterian. I just have a heart full of hate. That's all that is. Uh, um, but the problem wow. is, stop forcing your political view down yes. my throat and tr- quit trying to tell me that the science says you have to wear a mask outside. It does not. It has never said that. This mask outside business is BS. Go to a Twins game and wear a mask. Give me a break. Hell no. Hell no. Well, now that you mention it, I went to the game of an 8-year-old last night uh, where the league is the machine pitches in the softball. Yep. Sure. Not And not, now that I'm thinking about it, no one wore a mask. The kids Thank didn't wear goodness. a mask. The coaches didn't have masks. And, God bless America. And if there was 25 parents there, I don't remember seeing a mask. Good. You so should how see, about that for a ray of hope? You, you should see that if uh, someone attends a town ball game with a mask on, they uh, they get the look. <laughs> oh, yeah. They get the look. I was uh, down in Meesville this weekend. For oh, that's a, right. It's a barn that sells crafts and all that fun kind of stuff. And it was about half and half, and my wife was stunned. She said, there's people not wearing masks. And I said, you're not in the Twin Cities. No, right you're now, in Meesville. You're, you're in Meesville. It's, it's not going to uh, Well, it stands to reason, doesn't it, Uh, when you apply the country's tallest buildings theory. The closer you get to the country's tallest buildings, the more likely you are to find an attitude of collectivism, uh, the more likely you are to find people who uh, enjoy, well, let me see if I can get this straight now. I'm on the service road of life. The more likely you are to find people who find it easy to embrace a collective uh, mentality. And so the wearing of the masks and the crossing the sidewalk becomes all, as Reaver said, second nature to them. And this is going to become a way they will live. And the farther away you get from the country's tallest buildings, you find normal uh, American citizens who, who realize that wearing a mask outside is a bit ridiculous. And, uh, they don't cross uh, sidewalks to avoid passing their neighbor. But the closer you get to the country's tallest buildings, you know, where everybody's 26 and doesn't want to own a car, 
uh, and doesn't need to because you're never going to be able to park it in the first place, <laughs> then, you, uh, then you are entirely comfortable with your masked comrades. Comrades, perfect word. And your socially comrades. distanced comrades. Yep. Now, how is that going to help bring back what the people who live closest to the tallest buildings most desperately want? The return of their cafe society. <coughs> uh, they'll go back to that when their government and their president tells them it's okay. Yep. Because the best part about that article, Kenny, that you sent to us was the cover photo of the teacher. Where she's got yeah. the full, I'm assuming it was a she, but she's got the full hazmat suit on and one of her signs was, I guess this is my new work outfit, you know. Yeah, that's cute. <laughs> get to Schmelz Countryside and get a car while you still can. For two reasons. The salon is coming after us. And two, they've got a lot of Volkswagens in stock. And that's important because a lot of auto manufacturers can't keep up with that shortage of electronic chips. Uh, and remember, uh, Schmelz Countryside, right there on 36 and 61 of Maplewood. They've been there 60 years. They're a family-owned generational dealership. They don't own 40 stores. They stay in business by taking care of the customers they've cultivated over the years, like me. It's where I buy cars and will continue to. Great supply of VWs in stock. 0% for up to 60 months on 2021 VWs. Currently, nine ID4s available for made deliveries. That's the all-electric crossover that I've driven. If you, if you want technology and you want a, 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 an around-the-town commuter so you can drive by every gas station, check out the ID4. And again, I don't know how many 124s they have left, the Fiats, but when those are gone, they're gone. Schmelz Countryside is on the corner of Highway 61 and 36 in Maplewood. More info, of course, at SchmelzVW.com. This is Reavers once again for Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. And Josh has a very basic question for you. Do you know what you own? You see, Mr. Money Talk's clients, and that's Josh Arnold, by the way, they always know what they own. He has found out that most people that he meets with every single day, they have no idea. Josh has seen retirement portfolios that have a big percentage in bonds, and there are real instances of people that are paying more in commissions and fees than they can possibly make on the rate of return that these bonds currently yield. Josh begs of you, know what you own. You see, trust is often overused, and it's even harder to find. Take it from me that you can trust Josh. Give him a call today for that free 48-minute financial consultation with absolutely zero obligation. Call him at 952 925 once again, that's 952-925-5608 for Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. I have some great news, GLers. The auto show is back. The 48th annual Twin Cities Auto Show will take over the Minnesota State Fairgrounds May 15th through May 23rd. I love this event. I never miss it. They were the last to close down before the pandemic, and now they're the first to get us all back outside. This show could be bigger than ever with 30 times the space, monster trucks on the midway, state fair food favorites, military vehicles, luxury cars, and a special ride and drive area where you get the chance to get behind the wheel and hit the streets of the fairgrounds in a new car. Parking is right on the fairgrounds, and it's free. And if you want to see the GL crew record its podcast, we'll be there live on May 17th. 
Get your tickets now. In fact, we'll be at the Schilling Amphitheater. The Schilling Amphitheater. And we'll start recording our show about noon. Get your tickets now at TwinCitiesAutoShow.com. All tickets are day-specific. So if you want to come and see us, get your tickets for May 17th. The Twin Cities Auto Show, May 15th through the 23rd at the State Fairgrounds. University of Garage Logic 98, College of Self Esteem, Zip, Nada, Nothing. Here's Joe Souchere. If you are pondering a big project at the old homestead, please won't you ponder Aim High Construction MN.com. Don't forget the MN. Aim High Construction, they're currently working for GLers all over Gumption, doing projects like roofing, decks, siding, bathrooms, kitchens, basements, flooring. Uh, countertops, you name it, uh, Aim High Construction, they've done it and they can do it well. But here's the deal. Give them time. It's the busy season. Not only is it the busy season, but sometimes materials and supplies take a little while to acquire. So you have to plan ahead. You have to make the call right now. Do it today. Find out when Chris, the owner, and his team at Aim High Construction can get you on the schedule, on the project. They do almost everything uh, and these guys, I hired them. They are picky. Oh, boy. Good enough is never good enough. It's got to be perfect with these guys. Uh, you can see it all for yourself at aimhighconstructionmn.com. I, I found myself attracted to this story. The uh, Yesterday, the Minnesota State High School League uh, gave thumbs down to the creation of boys' volleyball teams in high school. But they did approve girls' wrestling teams and uh they voted uh, 29 to 18 in favor of an amendment to add boys volleyball uh missing the required two-thirds vote necessary to pass the measure uh girls volleyball is one of the fastest rising participation sports in the state and supporters of adding boys volleyball in the spring pointed to the growth in the minnesota boys high school volleyball association in any event it's not going to happen and I mention this because the oldest kid of the oldest kid I used to have played high school volleyball in Illinois. And I went to a couple games, and I can't tell you how shocked I was at the, at the speed and brutality yeah. of the game. I, yeah. I thought, oh, my God, he's going to get killed. Joe, was it a heart? Oh, he? Yeah. No, I, I said the oldest, the oldest boy of the oldest kid I used oh. to have played for his high school in Illinois and it was the oh. most it, it was the most fascinating fast-paced game I'd ever seen in my life. Was it a club sport Joe or was it a varsity? No, no, it's varsity okay. varsity volleyball. That's cool. Yeah, well, Joe, I mean, that's how women's uh, volleyball is too. No, I it's, understand. It's, it's seriously intense. This this what? wasn't somebody screwing around at the beach, let me tell you that. This was big league stuff. Plus, it's also a sport where, let's just say, if it's going to be in the spring, if you were a kid that didn't really like playing baseball anymore because you weren't you know, successful, that's a fallback option. So I'm kind of surprised they didn't, uh, didn't pass it. Well, I, I guess I'm here to say that I, I think it's a shame uh, that this didn't make it. Uh, it is uh, wholly legitimate 
I, I, I again, I was taken aback by the ferocity of it, uh, the strategy of it. Uh, I, I couldn't have been more impressed. I, I had no idea what I was in for because I've seen maybe one volleyball game in my life, and that would have been girls. And here I'm seeing what turned out to be uh, apparently this was really top-notch uh, high school uh, volleyball. Many of the kids got scholarships, and uh, this kid that I'm talking about was in a camp in Texas for two summers in a row. I mean, it was a big, big deal. And to see these kids in Minnesota not have that chance, I, I found disappointing. I don't understand the need to have girls wrestling. Uh, am I being misogynistic? Uh, maybe a little, but uh, when you brought that up the first time, the, I was thinking, oh, boy, the teenage Kenny, he'd be at every single match like a gross, gross creeper. <laughs> um, did they give a reason for voting down the boys' volleyball? Just not enough votes. Oh. Because I would have uh, gone the opposite of you, Chris. What do you mean? Um, I would have been worried about volleyball drawing boys away from baseball. Well, it's already happening. Um, a lot of kids are now playing lacrosse instead of baseball. Um, I know a couple of varsity coaches out there that said kids are just not interested in baseball as much as they used to be because there's, no, there's more options. You know, the best baseball player I ever saw on the park league that my kid played on, when he was you know 9, 10 years old, we thought – we're going to be watching this kid in the majors. He was that good. He was so far above and beyond the Park League baseball. And he went into high school baseball, and he quit because it was so lame and so stupid and so intense, and he wasn't having any, any fun at all. He took up Frisbee, competitive really? Frisbee, whatever that is, hmm. and he shined at it. He was really good at it and had a lot of fun. Two, two Christmases ago, we were on an ex a family situation uh, in Mexico. And uh, there was a beach volleyball game taking place between some really pretty good players. And uh, this kid I'm discussing, he's kind of eyeing them, and they, they eyed him. And, and they said, do you want to play? And he said, sure. And then he just began to floor these people. They, they had no idea what they were getting into. They had no bleeping idea. And they were, they were decent players. They had played before, and he started spiking it and killing them and doing the whole thing. And it was, I, I watched the whole thing. It was fantastic. Uh, here's, here's the deal. There are 70 teams and more than 700 boys playing volleyball in the Minnesota uh, uh, no kidding. Boys High School Volleyball uh, High School Volleyball Association. So I take that as to say they must be playing at a club level, huh? Yes. It just didn't earn a, a varsity. <clears throat> That's uh, why I asked status. you about your situation because I didn't yeah. know if it was varsity or club. Oh no, it was a regular deal. In fact, if they wanted it to be successful, they'd do it in the fall because of mm -hmm. so many parents and won't let their sons play football. In a separate vote, representatives voted forty-four to four to add sectional playoffs in a state tournament for girls wrestling beginning next year. Uh, Minnesota State High School League spokesman John Milia, Malia says female wrestlers, wrestlers will continue to compete and train with boys during the regular season. You're talking about John Malay, who was a big Malay. GL fan. Yeah, he's a former he's reporter, isn't he? We know him. Yeah. Former Haven't reporter. we had him on? Uh, with Roycey. We had him on the ride a couple of times with Roycey. 
So you would okay. have been part of that. Yeah. And and then uh, they will compete with the boys during the regular season, and we'll have the option of competing in a girls-only individual section state tournament that would occur simultaneously with the boys' postseason individual tournaments. So let uh, me get this straight. The boys and girls are wrestling each other? Oh, yeah. That's been going on for a while. Mm-hmm. In really? fact, my brother-in-law was a wrestler up at uh, Belgrade uh, High School. Belgrade, Belroot, and Melrose, I believe, is their high school. And he had to wrestle a, a, a female, and I asked him about it afterwards. He's like, yeah, it was, it was a little awkward, but, you know. Uh, do these adults know about teenage hormones? Uh, I mean, uh, 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 yeah. Well, uh, you know, they're wrestling, mm. and they... they uh, yeah, but let's uh, hear the Joe, mayor tap dance around well, this one. No, they, they're teenagers. They're teenagers, Joe. They can't think about uh, yeah. you know changing the oil on an MG while they're wrestling to keep things you know. Yeah, they can't. Well, even, I, I, oh, I, I better not say that line. I need yeah. more info from up in Ely. It's gonna. The older that MG is, the more my heart's gonna break. <laughs> it burned down in the garage. Yeah. Oh, he sent me a picture too. Fully involved. Fully engulfed. The garage was just a wall of flames. Say, uh, I have learned something about Ecofund Motorsports. 300 e-bikes in stock. You know why that's important? Because other Twin Cities e-bike retailers are out of stock until December or January. Tim Bloom has Yamaha and Bentelli e-bikes on the floor. They're there. The weather looks like it's going to warm up, so get your e-bike now. Also, plenty of scooters. Turn every errand into an urban adventure. But here's another reason why 300 e-bikes in stock is important. You'll get absolutely the correct fit, which is really important. The correct size, the correct frame, the right tires, the right handlebars, and the right seat. You'll get an expert professional fitting, and that's going to be terribly important for a season of riding. It's at EcoFun Motorsports. Uh, right on the Highway of Love, Highway 61. It's right in downtown Forest Lake. GLers, I want to remind you about our friends down at Harmony, Minnesota. Harmony Spirits, of course. They are official craft distillery of Garage Logic. Voted number five, by the way, by the USA Today's best choice in 2020. They were number five of, the, of new distilleries in the entire country. So go online, harmonyspirits.net, and make sure that you sign up for that monthly newsletter, and that way you are eligible to receive a free bottle of Harmony Spirits just by signing up for that monthly newsletter on their website. Also, check out their Twitter account for upcoming tastings and events, and please continue to go into your liquor store and ask for the Harmony brand by name. Did you ever think common sense would be this much fun? Joe Suchere. I didn't know he was going to be this good today. Uh, GLers, let's face it, I'm not kidding anybody here. You can you can buy a safe anywhere, big box store, Craigslist, uh, the bait and tackle shop down around the corner. But are you sure? Uh, are you just screwing yourself? That's why I'm telling you, you need a safe guy. You need Rich. He's the owner of Maple Grove Lock and Safe.com. And, uh, they sell the best safe in the world up there, the Liberty Safe. It's made right here in the United States. Rich, he's been doing this for over 30 years in Maple Grove, and he, he, he's not so much peddling safes as he's peddling good, sound advice. Uh, and he's doing it at very competitive prices, full residential and commercial lock and safe services. Uh, and Maple Grove Lock and Safe, trust me, they have just the right unit to fit your needs and your budget from these compact little quick saves that I was talking about last week, 
all the way up to large safes and what I've been considering vault doors. And now I'm trying to think of how am I going to reinforce that opening around this room so I can just put in a vault door and have a safe room. Anyway, Rich can help me out with that. He can help out with residential lock and safe services. If you haven't had a chance, please log on to maplegrovelockandsafe.com or even, even better yet, stop in and meet Rich in Maple Grove. Here's John Height. Uh, thank you, Joe. Before I get to the news, I have an answer about the wind turbine uh, problem we talked about. Yes. Uh, since, since there is constant exposure to salt and water, the steel used for the monopile and turbine tower must be treated for uh, corrosive resistance, mm-hmm. especially at the base of the tower and in the splash zone. Two techniques are used. Uh, they can include cathodic protection and the use of coating to reduce corrosion pitting, which is a common source for hydrogen-induced stress cracking. Uh, so they are treated. I would they expect take, as much, yes. They take care of it, yes. Uh, In the news, a Hennepin County judge has ruled that he will consider aggravating factors in the sentencing of former Minneapolis police officer Derek Chauvin, who was convicted of murder and manslaughter in George Floyd's death. In a court document filed Tuesday, Judge Peter Cahill said he determined several facts supporting an aggravated durational departure have been proven beyond a reasonable doubt, including that Chauvin abused a position of trust and authority, treated Floyd with particular cruelty, acted with children present, and committed his acts as a group, with the active participation of at least three other officers. In the document, Cahill does note no finding was made as to whether the active participation of the three other officers present at the scene was accompanied by the intent and knowledge necessary to establish that they are offenders subject to criminal liability. The aggravating factors now allow Cahill to go above the normal sentencing guidelines, showing is scheduled to be sentenced June 25th. I have a question. Yes, Chris. <clears throat> I know Sir. I'm the dum-dum. Is that normal for once a conviction is, is re, um, found that they add more charges? There, there weren't more char- they're not more charges. Oh. They're just the stuff that he was convicted of, aggravating factors. Got it. Okay, got it. So He's factoring that into how he'll sentence. I got Correct, you. Okay. yeah. I, yep. Okay. A Chan Hassan man is charged with murder after allegedly shooting his sh- uh, sister over the weekend. Court records show 21-year-old Joseph Thomas Ness is charged with one count of second-degree murder. According to the Carver County Sheriff's Office, deputies responded to a fire alarm at about 2.20 in the afternoon Saturday in the 3700 block of Landings Drive and were alerted shortly after that a shooting had been reported at the same address. The suspect was believed to be inside the home and had reportedly shot his older sister. Shortly after 3 p.m., a homeowner about a half mile north reported a man had walked onto her property, said he'd killed his sister, and he wanted to surrender. Deputies responded, took the man identified as Ness into custody. The complaint says deputies entered the home. They were initially called to and found hundreds of spent rifle casings, bullet holes in the walls and windows, and deputies also noted it appeared Ness had shot into his sister's room from across the hallway. Total of 12 spent casings were found near her bed. Executing a search warrant, authorities found six rifles, including AR 15s, AK 47s, ammo, and high capacity drum machines. You guys recall the uh, horrible story the other day of the fellow who shot up the birthday party and yep. killed yep. six yeah. people and himself? Uh, we now know the motive. Uh, he yeah. was angry that he didn't get invited to the party. You are freaking kidding me. And that's mm-hmm. that's the bottom line when we discuss the decline of moral and ethical integrity is that as, as a race of people, the human race, we're just losing too much respect for life. It's just become too cheap. 
I didn't get invited to a birthday party, so I'm going to kill you all. I'm I'm no. sorry. That's that's. I the wonder end of why the they world. didn't invite him. Uh, yeah. By the way, that area of Chanhassen, that's a really, really nice part of... It's just north of... Is it Lake Minnewashta, I think? Hmm. Joe, how do you feel when you don't get invited to a birthday party, Relieved. wedding, <laughs> any other family gathering, so shower that So grateful includes... you can't believe I know, it. I know. Happy. Just happy. Oh, I know. It's just... Thank you. Thank, thank you for you. understanding thank you. me. Thank you. That means so <laughs> We all feel that way. It's got. I know. Th- I know they're my friends because they never call, and that's oh, yeah. why I love yeah. them. Yeah. <laughs> University of Minnesota police are warning students, staff, and neighbors to be on alert after a rash of sometimes violent robberies and thefts in the Dinky Town and Stadium Village areas of Minneapolis. Ah. An alert. An alert sent out earlier in the week to the campus community said that since last Thursday, so what, uh, Friday, four or five days, there have been 10 crimes, four aggravated robberies, two robberies, and four thefts from individuals. All of the incidents involve the taking of cell phones from students, according to police. Police are asking students and others to avoid cell phone use and being distracted while they're walking around. Police also said that instead of walking alone, catching a ride on a campus shuttle bus is encouraged. One of the more harrowing incidents that police spelled out occurred Sunday in the middle of the afternoon at Southeast University and 14th Avenues, where a young man took someone's cell phone, fled in a stolen vehicle, and as he drove off, he hit his victim with the car, inflicting injuries. Late Saturday, a suspect used a handgun during a robbery near 25th Avenue and Delaware Street, where two suspects assaulted the victim before driving off in an SUV. I thought and, the uh, kids didn't want police there. I was going to say the same yeah. thing. Yeah. Campus police. Like I was going to say, the percentage of the kids that do want the police far outweigh. It's like 70 to 80% want the police. But it's that noisy little group of brats that get all the publicity mm-hmm. that don't want the police. And they're the ones that I was that I went, ha, huh! about. <laughs> Creeps. It, Inflation in April accelerated at its fastest pace in more than 12 years as the U.S. economic recovery kicked into gear and energy prices jumped higher, according to the Labor Department. The Consumer Price Index, which measures a basket of goods as well as energy and housing costs, rose 4.2% from a year earlier. It was expected to increase 3.6%. Excluding volatile food and energy prices, the core CPI increased 3% from the same period in 2020 and 0.9% on a monthly basis that was a little higher than it was supposed to be estimates were 2.3 and 0.3 the increase in the headline cpi rate was the fastest since september of 2008 house republicans ousted representative liz cheney from her post as the chamber's number three gop leader wednesday morning punishing her after she repeatedly rebuked former president donald trump for his false claims of election fraud and his role in inciting the january 6th attack Meeting behind closed doors for less than 20 minutes, GOP lawmakers used a voice vote to remove the Wyoming congresswoman from her leadership post. She was Congress's highest-ranking Republican woman and the daughter, of course, of former Vice President Dick Cheney. She has refused to stop repudiating Trump and defiantly signaled after the meeting she intended to use the overthrow to try pointing the party away from him. She told reporters coming out of the meeting, I will do everything I can to ensure the former president never again gets anywhere near the Oval Office. Well, a couple of things. Uh, the people who voted are were there were it's word I can't say on the air, and and two, isn't she the type of politician we all want? Somebody who's unwilling to sell their soul. 
Yeah. Unwilling to, I don't care if you agree with her or don't agree with her. She stood her ground and is unwilling to sell her soul. And I think that the rest of them are pathetic word I can't say. I really want to say it. It's kind of like a panda word. Ah, Joe. But uh, us taking that stance and wanting to say that doesn't do the party any good. The Trumpsters and the rhinos and all of us, we need to put all of this nonsense behind us. We need to get together, stop calling names, stop having these stupid little bickering arguments, and we need to get our S together. Otherwise, these clowns are going to be in office for another 12 years. Well, Let's go deal. here, you if idiots. You, if you watch this, Kenny... And yeah. you're naive enough to think that's ever going to happen? Oh, I know, John. I know, is, John. It is never going to happen. I know. Happen. And it just, yeah. it, it, it's just what, so... What grip, what grip does Trump have on these people? What, why, why are you loyal to him? Joe, throw you, you saying under that, the bus in a heartbeat. Joe, you saying that does nothing to further our chances. <laughs> All well, you're doing is being divisive here. Well, but this, the direction that McCarthy's taking the party is never going to result in a victory or a belief in the Republican Party, ever. And Cheney going on and on and on and, uh, and saying how she's going to continue doing this does nothing to further the party. All we're doing is dividing ourselves, and we're giving them the White House for forever. Well, you're What's gonna it going to take? You're, you're, what well, does he... it's going to take Republicans who have the interest of the citizenry in mind instead of their own power. No, that's not it. It's going to take Biden being so god-awful and so horrible that these we're all going to have to finally look at each other and say, you know what? Let's let's go to let's let's have a sit down. Let's let's put this um, let's, yep. let's put this crap behind yep, there us. There we go. And l- go ahead, John. You want to say I'll, something? I will predict Kenny Olson. That will never ever happen. These oh, two sides so will dark. never ever get together. So what's it will the solution? Never happen. John, well, what's the there solution? are there are a hundred Republicans considering forming their own version of the Republican Party. So there's some hope there. And they're no, not there's no hope off, there. Not the That's not going to happen. Well, you'd have to have an offshoot. There. Well, if it doesn't, we'll just continue the bickering, Kenny. I don't think you're ever going to get the McCarthys to side with the Cheneys to side with the Trumps. So that's never going to happen. So meanwhile, we have to watch this group of a-holes burn the country to the ground. Right. That's right. John, I'd well, like to well, give you... Well, there's more than... More than one group of a-holes involved in this conversation. Yeah. yeah. John, I would like to give you a little bit of credit. Um, You successfully did one of the things my buddy in college did, where in a crowded bar, he'd throw a punch and run out the door and let the other people deal with all the mayhem. I know. Playing the role of Kenny today, John Knight. (laughs) Congratulations, Johnny. Uh, There is a a book coming out. Uh, Joe, you read the latest Carl Hyacin. I did. uh, Book where we had a Secret Service agent uh, have an affair with uh, somebody high up, shall we say. With melatonin. Well, yeah. And two Trump family members now, according to this book, apparently got too close to Secret Service agents, if you know what I mean. Really? I do. While Donald Trump was president. The book, uh, it's written by Carol Loning. She's a Pulitzer Prize winner. She uh, works for the Washington Post. She won a Pulitzer Prize for her reporting on security failures at the Secret Service. She was also part of the Post team that won a Pulitzer for its work on Edward Snowden's leaks. Uh, She says in her new book that Secret Service agents reported that Vanessa Trump, the wife of Donald Trump Jr. at the time, started dating 
one of the agents who had been assigned to her family. Huh. Vanessa, Trump, Vanessa Trump filed for an uncontested divorce in March 2018. Uh, neither the agent nor her faced any disciplinary action because neither he nor the agents were official guardians of Vanessa Trump at that point. Leonig also writes that Tiffany Trump, Donald Trump's daughter with Marla Maples, broke up with a boyfriend and began, quote, spending an unusual amount of time alone with the Secret Service agent on her detail. Agents are prohibited from forming any personal relationships with those that they protect out of concern that such feelings could cloud their judgment. Uh, Lonig, by the way, says the president, uh, for his part, did repeatedly seek to remove some Secret Service staff, but not for those reasons. Apparently, the president did like overweight Secret Service agents. Trump is reported to have said, quote, I want these fat guys off my detail. How are they going to protect me and my family if they can't run down the street? Here it is. Isn't that throwing a stone in a glass house right there? John, you'll take any opportunity you can to bash the former president, won't you? How was that bashing him? I'm just curious. Any any opportunity. How how was that, Mr. Read, Mr. Snowflake. Uh, read Hyacinth's book and you'll have no trouble. <laughs> Mr. Panda. <laughs> Mr. Panda. Uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah. Let's get to oh, it. Yeah. Here we go. I'm just going to start. I'm going to open the discussion by saying you're all wrong. Right here I'm going to open now. the discussion here. by saying no. <laughs> no. B. Here's the, uh, the folks who made it into this year's vote. You ready? Yep. yep. Yeah. Uh, first time. Wait, wait, we, Reavers, you yeah. got to keep a scorecard. Oh, yeah. Um, I'll do it on the side of the sheet. First, okay. first time on the ballot. We have three who are the first time on the ballot who made it in on the first vote. Okay? Yep. Wow. Yep. We have Jay-Z. Yes. Uh, I'm going yeah. I'm going no. I'm going, I'm going, going no. I'm going Not no. first time. No, he's got to come back for a couple of times. He to was be pretty influential, though, in the hip-hop, uh, in the hip-hop world. Didn't he invent headphones or something? No, that's uh, no, Dr. That's, Dre. That's oh, Dre. Yeah. Now, close John, what's your vote? <laughs> uh, I'm going to vote no for the same reason Kenny did. I, I think oh, he should Okay, be what are you guys, baseball sure. writers? Derek Jeter can't of, yeah. go in on the first ballot. Yeah, okay. Willie Mays can't go in. Thanks. Sorry. Uh, first ballot, Foo Fighters are in. Yes. yes. I'm telling you, it's too early. I don't disagree, but it's too early. Jesus. But you got to consider Nirvana in there, too. I mean, he's been around. No, so Nirvana's well, already in. in. Nirvana. I know. Nirvana's so then, that, then you Joe, can consider this not the first time. Joe, you don't get into the Hall of Fame when you're at the peak of your career. It, it comes towards the end. Well, you have your vote, so just cast it and shut the hell up. You know, speaking of that, Kenny, Joe, what year did you get in the Hall of Fame? What? <laughs> Thanks, John. Oh, the Baseball Hall of Fame? No, well... No, I'm in the baseball. Hall I know of you fame. are. We He's were talking about uh, the the broadcasting hall of fame because oh, Kenny said you don't get voted in 2018. I think. Yeah, because yeah. Kenny mentioned you don't get in at the peak of your career. You get in at the tail end. Right. right. Oh, yikes! Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, I'm going yes on the food fighters. See, I'm going yes, Kenny. Too. You're wrong. I, no, uh, I, just I, keep I, the results. We'll do it at the end. Let's right. go here while I'm still young. And uh, first ballot. Oh, that, uh, that's 30 years ago, my friend. <laughs> First ballot, the Go Go's no. made it in. Absolutely, no. yes. Well, I'm a yes. I'm a yes. Absolutely. I'm a no. Okay. I'm a, no. I'm, I'm no. a yes on the Go Go's. Not another no. body of work. No. No. The, other, no. the other folks that made it in, not on their first try, but they made it this time around. Uh, Tina Turner. Yes. Of yes. course. Yes. yes of course. That's a yes. Uh, Carol King. Yes. yes. That's a yes. Should have been years ago. Yep. yep. Well, and Tina should have been years ago, too. Yep. Well, Tina was in with Ike already. Yeah. 
uh, and Carol King was in as a writer. She was a Tin Pan Alley uh, writer, right? Or whatever uh, it is, Tin Can, Tin yeah. Pan, Tin Jesus. Tin Ear Alley. You guys, you guys are all musical geniuses, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> Should do a podcast. Have you, have you guys seen the uh, Tina uh, documentary on HBO? I have. I have. It's fun. I can't yeah, because I'm fun. tired of the story. We 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 all know what happened. He well, was so a jackass. she actually. If if you watch it, she kind of is too. But uh, but it's yeah. interesting to see some of the old clips and uh, and also last but certainly not least, Todd Rundgren. Oh, of course. Yes, absolutely. That's a yes Should for me. So Should have been in years ago. Yeah. Uh, on on uh, social today, they're going on and on and on about how Pat Benatar is not getting any respect. Any of you guys yeah. have anything to say about that? Well, John, you have that. more to say, don't you? I, I Aren't do. There more, I have more nominees. I mean, not uh, more inductees. Give me your There's, Benatar opinion. I believe she should be it. That's me. Such. Uh, I don't care. You're. A I can take it or leave her. I can take her or leave her. Dream we have her. Love taker. <laughs> Kenny, you're too fast for me today. You're going right by me. Uh, Musical Excellence Awards, uh, you can get in for that now, too, which I was unaware of. I I don't know when that started. But uh, Musical Excellence uh, Excellence Awards enter. Folks going in for that will be LL Cool J. Not for oh, me. Uh, Mama said knock you, knock you out. out. I like LL Love Cool that. J, but I don't yes. think he should be in. No, really? No, I, it's I, not excellence. No, I'm down with the Cool J. So yeah. what's the difference between musical excellence and what's the voting for, or what's the criteria for voting to get in the Hall of Fame? Yeah, I, I'm not sure, Chris. Okay. I, seriously, I, I have the same question. Because do they equate also music sales in addition to body? Well, of- no, I think they, uh, for, like the other two for the musical excellence, as you'll see in a minute, it works for uh, Billy Preston, yeah. uh, because Billy had a solo career that was good, but not great, but he was, I mean, he played with the Beatles, the Stones, and amazing. You know oh, what drives did. me crazy? Can, can we stay on track here? No, no we can't. Than, no, no, yes, we no. can. You know what drives me crazy? The <laughs> Beatles playing Don't Let Me Down on the Roof. Yeah. You can't see, they don't shoot one scene of him playing the piano There's, on that song. Yeah, you're right. You're correct. Makes yeah. me, oh, God, that's such and, a and ripoff. And he's excellent on it. Uh, but yes. Billy Preston is definitely yeah. a yes. Billy Preston's me. a yes. Continue. Yep. And uh, Randy Rhodes, the guitar player who uh, never had his own band, really, but was I don't know extremely is. influential with Ozzy. He was Ozzy's born. guitar player. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. And extremely what was the metal band he was in right before Ozzy? Um, yeah. uh, he was in... Uh, uh, they were very popular. He was in the one... But they had hits after he left, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, quite, not quite right. Quite no, right? it wasn't. No. Uh, no, it, it uh, might have been, actually. Hold on. Oh, Jesus. Joe How are you doing, a, Joe? Yeah. Not well. Randy Rhodes, okay. it was? I'll Randy Rhodes. I'll yeah. look it up. He R-H-O-A-T-S. was a good guitar player. And, Do you want and the... while we're there... Oh, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, while we're here, we also have early influencers who go into the Hall of Fame. Uh, Kraftwerk? Uh, no. No. Whatever. I have no, no. opinion. No. I'll go no, too, because uh, Gil Scott Heron. The revolution yes. will not yes. be televised. I'd go yes, definitely. Yes, absolutely. Joe doesn't okay. know who yeah, that no, is. No, I, I do. I'll go yes. And Charlie Patton, who was one of the early early acoustic blues men in the 20s and 30s. Well, then only uh, you could vote for him because we don't know who I, he is. Yeah, I we don't know who he is. Who was the one before? Admit it, John. You've never heard one lick he's ever played. Charlie Patton? I had. There's a box set about this thick, Kenny, that I have. Seriously, look it up. Ooh, he oh, cut a big one there. Who was the one before bastard. Charlie Patton, John? I didn't write it down. I'm sorry. Gil Scott Heron. Gil Scott Heron. Okay. Uh, also, uh, you were right, by the way, John. It was Quiet Riot before Ozzy. Thank you. Okay. Yep. Uh, there's one more uh, that went in. 
Clarence Avant. Uh, if you if you ever don't know him either. Oh, if you watch the Netflix documentary The Black Godfather, it's amazing. Uh, his impact on the industry, you'll be stunned. Oh, uh, yeah. He was a concert organizer, ran a label, managed a bunch of people. Uh, so there you go. There's there's your new ones. Uh, uh, we and have they're gonna have a. Yeah, I'm sorry, Chris. Thirty-two yeses, and what? eight, eleven. Uh, and we have 15 knows. We have never done one of these segments without Such getting outraged. I know, I do, I do. You I'm just outraged. Get, you just get so <laughs> mad, Joe. Do you know the demand at Grunhofer's for Wagyu steaks has been so incredible? They're sold out. <laughs> what? They're sold out. I, There's still time to get the Wagyu burgers. This is a this is a Japanese breed of cattle. This that produces the best beef this, in the world. This happened because I issued a warning, isn't it? I don't know, but I'm sure Spencer's overwhelmed with the demand for this stuff. It's Dang so it. fantastic. Uh, but everything else is still available, and I'm sure he'll be getting in more of the steaks because he's in on the ground floor of the Wagyu steak business. And again, there's still time to get the Wagyu burgers and the brats and the meatloafs and the ham and the bacon and the steaks, uh, burgers. But try the Wagyu burger. Apparently, they are through the roof. It is the... It is a Japanese breed of cattle that it just tastes beyond our comprehension. This is all at Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats on the Highway of Meat and Love, Highway 61 at the north end of Hugo, and a second Grunhofer's to open uh, up the road in Forest Lake uh, sometime in June. But these Wagyu steaks, man, uh, Reavers, you, you blew it. You should have issued a warning and got immediately up there. Grunhofer's in Hugo. Jerks. <laughs> Joe Suchere, the keeper of common sense. Hey, GLers, it's officially mosquito season. If you're getting eaten up in your yard, call our guys at Mosquito Shield, owned and operated by GLers. Great guys. Ray and Mike are a father and son team who own and operate two franchises here in the Twin Cities, and they've been at it since 2014. Their territory runs east of 169 all the way to the St. Croix, north to Forest Lake, and then south to Lakeville. And now, in western Wisconsin, we meet Jay, who was so impressed last year by the Mosquito Shield ads on GL that he wanted to service his own yard that he found a franchise and is now servicing western Wisconsin from Highway 8 to the north end cool. as far as Maiden Rock on the south end and just east to Menominee. Getting rid of mosquitoes and ticks is their expertise, not like some other pest control companies that also spray for bugs. These guys focus on the mosquitoes and the ticks alone. It's important because they use a proprietary blend that is specifically formulated to rid your yard of mosquitoes and ticks. It was invented by the founder of Mosquito Shield and is used exclusively by the company. So go online. You can find them at MoShield.com. That's M-O-Shield, no dash, dot com. And just click on the locations in Minnesota or Wisconsin, and you'll find them. Or give the team a call in Minnesota at 612-619-1556. And in Wisconsin, you can call Jay at 715-410-4221 and mention GL, and you're going to get $75 off of your service. Joe? I got a little quiz for you guys. Let's see who can get it. Scott, Bo, uh, Scott Matura out Bozeman, Montana way writes, my current job takes me to multiple locations around the great state of Montana. One such location is a small community just outside Bozeman called Gallatin Gateway. 
Gallatin Gateway is what's referred to as a census-designated place, so it's just easier to call it a community. It brought me joy this winter when I routinely saw bicycles in the bike rack in front of the small elementary school, even on the coldest and snowiest days. But today, writing today, it got even better. As I drove past the school this afternoon, I guess he wrote this yesterday, I saw the kids out for recess. They weren't playing kickball or basketball, nor were they sitting around in the shade on their phones either. What were they doing? They were. Oh, they were playing on the playground, tossing the ball around, nope, swings, nope. seesaws, playing, playing grab ass, tag. This is in Montana. Oh, they were shooting, shooting stuff. skeet. Nope. <laughs> uh, they're playing Robin Hood with the bows and the arrows. Nope. And there so was just an inst- tell us. There was an instructor present. Were they climbing? No. Nope. Um, instructor. Bow and arrow? Karate? Archers, it's Montana. Archery. I can't give you a better hint. Moose than, hunting. Uh, Montana. They were moose hunting. Um, oh. to, uh, pull my finger. Oh, they were driving their ass. cars uh, with no speed limit on the highway. That's they were all ago. practicing their fly fishing casting. Oh, that's cool. Oh, wow. Isn't cool. that cool? Wow. Yeah. Every single kid had a fly rod and was practicing that metronome back and forth tempo. An America I still recognize for now pushing back more every day, Scott Matura. Hmm. I mean, I could have given you a river runs through it, but that would have given it. So a, that was a one-question quiz. That was it. Okay. We all flunked. You did. Yep. Nobody uh, nobody you know, got it. I wouldn't be so sure by saying a river runs through it that we would have got it, by the way. Don't well, think... don't tell me you didn't read really? that or see the I would, movie. I would have got it. You would have got fly fishing, John? Oh, yeah. Okay. That's okay. what it's about. It's about. I, 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 mean, I actually have, I have fly fishing rig and do all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would have yeah. got it too. <laughs> okay, well, I I, uh, I urge you to read uh, "A River Runs Through It." Okay, where does it uh, go? His name is escaping me. That's another John Helton uh, one. It's uh, you know Tom Skerritt. Uh, no, River Skerritt runs. He was in the movie. Through it. Oh, Viper from Top Gun. No. Uh, oh Talk to me, Goose. Yep. Brad Pitt was in the movie. Yep. Oh my God, help me. Uh, I'm looking it up. Uh, you know, it's somebody famous. Uh, he didn't write it until he's about 70 years Norman. old. Norman. Yeah. Norm McLean. Fell. Norman yeah. Fell. Norman McLean. Norman, Norman McDonald. God, you're all despicable today. Thank you, GLers. <laughs> I want out of here. Okay, I guess the mayor's done for the day. Hey, uh, GLers, I got confirmation that we are going to have another Garage Logic pop up shop in the very near future, so stay tuned with those details. And yes, we have ordered 200 Garage Logic flags, and that is going to be it. I should have a date by the end of this week to announce when the GL pop-up shop is ready to go. But in the meantime, please do us a favor and follow the other thousands of GLers that have liked and subscribed to our YouTube channel. And also, please do us a favor and download that PodMN app for your Apple or Android devices today. All right. Thanks, Fly Rod. Thank you.
It's that time of the program here in Garage Logic where we check in with Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. GLers, do yourself a favor and pick up that phone and make that call today. Once again, for that free 48 minute financial consultation. And you do that by calling 952 925 5608. That number gets you directly to Josh, Mr. Money Talk, who's on the line with us right now. And Josh, you always talk about uh, volatility in the marketplace, and there are some that have inflation worries today, aren't there? Oh, let me talk about volatility. A few weeks ago, I was talking to son number two who works with me, Judd Arnold. We were discussing volatility. My concern was that the volatility index had gotten to a point where it had typically reversed and reversed sharply higher, typically has sent stock down. Well, we're definitely in the throes of a correction, and particularly a correction, and maybe even a bit of a bear market. Some of my favorite companies in the internet space, such as Apple and Amazon, in my the leisure space, including some of the casino names, as well as the big hotels that have started to show very promising signs of a rebound. Indeed, many of the hotels have seen increased bookings going into the late summer, fall, and even into the winter. One of the big, big conventions, Consumer Electronics Show, at this point going to be held live and in person in Las Vegas, which will be a huge win for the hotels in Vegas, not to mention football season coming up. And it looks like there'll be fans in the stands. And that's another boost for, we'll say, Las Vegas and for many of the gaming and sports betting companies. Yet these companies have suffered, even in certain cases, raising expectations in the case of DraftKings and Caesars. Plenty of opportunity there, but all of these stocks been knocked down in the past month and even in the past few days. Today, major worry that the Fed is way behind the curve. The CPI index showed its biggest increase in several decades. Traders said, oh, we don't want to own any of these growing companies. We either want to head the cash to take advantage of what could be higher interest rates, or let's look at some alternative that may be able to deal with inflation, such as the rising price of oil. I'm probably at this point with the Fed in saying that some of the inflation concerns may indeed be transitory, at least at this point. Yes, prices for a lot of items have increased. A lot of that is due to shortages. In some cases, such as lumber, there's been a little bit of a holdup due to tariffs with lumber coming from Canada. We've all known about the semiconductor chip shortage, hurt many manufacturing places, the demand for not only housing as people move out of the cities and into the suburbs, and that also means a big demand for cars as well, and there's a shortage as we know, of both new and used cars. That can help, at least in the car front, that should be able to help. Companies like Copart deals in used cars and other reclamation projects, and it should also help auto companies. So I'm not a, I love cars, but I'm not a buyer of either Ford, GM, Volkswagen, Porsche, or even Tesla. That's just an area I have 
stayed away from. What I do like in this environment, continue using some of the cash that I've had on sidelines, either add to positions that I like, some of the aforementioned, such as Apple and Amazon, even initiate positions in companies that do represent potential growth in the economy that could be in the transportation area. I would look at local C.H. Robinson, Expeditors, or XPO uh, Logistics. Very good, Mr. Money Talk. GLers, like I said before, pick up that phone and make that call today. For Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold, for that free 48-minute financial consultation, and do that by calling 952-925-5608. You're always going to get straight talk. You're never going to get sugar-coated advice. Josh, once again, thanks for the time and the chat, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow. Thank you. Investment advisor services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a registered advisor in the state of Minnesota. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments Investments involve risk.